now people have actually it has actually become a a pull product where people have started to realize the importance of a health insurance that it's not uh, you know everything is not always for uh, from an investment point of view at times uh, you know it's also about uh, securing that you know if you fall ill uh, it it becomes a big pain point hi guys welcome to another episode uh, i'd like to welcome khet singh the uh, co-founder of claim body welcome khet thank you for joining us for the show thanks thanks a lot devik uh, thanks for hosting me here uh, and uh, lovely to be here thank you perfect so i think just uh, what claim body is doing right now is it's it disrupting the entire health tech space by making insurance claims easy for everyone uh, and uh, just a little back story Uh, about two years back, just when the first wave of COVID had hit, um, right after that, my mom had to undergo a surgery uh, in her hand. Nothing serious, but she had to undergo a surgery. And uh, during that period, I remember that there was so much of uh, chaos in hospitals because there was like a COVID ward, and we were all very concerned because mom and dad were there, and I was going with them. Uh, so during that entire process, we tried to get our insurance uh, claim, medical insurance claim, and. Uh, by the end of that activity uh, my dad got so frustrated with it that he was like okay let me just drop the idea i'll just pay for the surgery and let's just leave because there were certain clauses which he was unaware of a bunch of Correct. things right uh, which a Correct. normal individual would not spend so much time in understanding the insurance uh, they just get the insurance and then later it's just a bunch bag full of surprises so i just mm-hmm. wanted to understand that claim body is solving a bunch of problems around this uh, insurance I, the concept of medical insurance so if you could just tell us right. what are the problems you all are exactly solving with this yeah definitely you know i would love to talk about it basically uh, see in india in a year there are almost uh, close to 10 billion dollars of uh, claims which are filed right overall and uh, most of it are uh, you know people trying to do it themselves mm-hmm. right and uh, most of it are hospitals also help trying to help patients but somehow they are also not the best of the domain experts uh, they would uh, do the papering they'll just forward it to the insurance company whatever they get but the problem lies that uh, you know it's something which is uh, not really understood well how to uh, you know file a claim right and uh, the terms and conditions are vast and there are endless uh, conditions which usually people are not aware of you know they will buy these policies from some agents maybe buy it online and uh, not go through the entire list of terms and conditions so our idea was to at least uh, let the people know uh, what is in their policies and how they can actually uh, file a claim using that policy staying within the range of those uh, conditions and uh, there are a lot of people out there selling health insurances uh, you know collecting premiums a lot of startups have also come up who are into selling health insurances but in in india uh, at least 95% of the premium which is collected is claimed back in some form or the other you know by people who go through surgeries go through treatments etc mm. so so almost equally sized markets mm. both you know people who are selling insurance versus people who are into the filing of the claims part but then uh, we realized nobody has really solved for this side of the story when it comes to uh, you know filing a claim so so that's the problem we are trying to solve and uh, there are two ways to solve for these problems right 
one is actually going out and reaching out to public who are going through these claims and the second one is you know onboarding that hospital itself where the patient actually goes so our idea was uh, we will go with hospitals we will work with these hospitals and via them we will solve for the patients because at the end of the day patient is going to be at the hospital and uh, we don't want to provide them a service that hey you just file the claim you pay the entire amount in cash and then maybe later on we will help you to get that reimbursed because that's a small chunk people today want a cashless experience they want that if i have bought a policy i should not made uh, should i should not be made paid you know uh, any anything out of pocket so uh, so that was the idea so it's a b2b2c B2 kind of a business model where we work with hospitals for their patients and uh, help them uh, solve for the claims so so a big big problem uh, unsolved problem a complex problem to be solved maybe that is why there are very few players uh, you know who are trying to actually solve for this uh, to work with hospitals with patients and help them uh, you know solve for their claims yeah absolutely i think it's it's a massive problem and with uh, i think covid helping people realize the importance of medical insurance like i think a lot of people uh, prior to covid would have taken medical insurance very lightly ki might not need it in our industry we call it that before covid it was always a push product you know mm. life insurance people would still buy but health insurance people would be like you know it's uh, uh, what if i don't fall sick it's a, it's a waste etc etc so now people have actually it has actually become a a pull product where people have started to realize the importance of a health insurance that it's not uh, you know everything is not always for uh, from an investment point of view at times uh, you know it's also about uh, securing that you know if you fall ill uh, it it becomes a big pain point you know i would like to bring a fact here that every year at least uh, 10 to 15% of indian population you know uh, degrades their uh, uh, you know the, the 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 way they live their life you know from a middle income group to a lower income group to a upper middle income to group to a middle income group just because they have to go through one uh, experience of a hospitalization you know so one spend which is say anywhere between 2 to 7 lakh rupees uh, reduces their entire uh, uh, that grade they you know they fall into so and a lot of people are pushed into poverty because of it just one year. people spend their life savings on one treatment so uh, that's where i believe that it is important to have health insurance and on top of it it is more important to understand your health insurance when when you are buying otherwise there is no use because when it's going to be the time of claim you will not be able to use it right and uh, all the premiums that you would have paid so far for years and years goes for a toss so uh, both the things are equally important buying a right policy knowing the conditions and then be able to file a claim when it is needed yeah absolutely and i think that even when i got my first medical insurance uh i would say right after this thing happened with mom i said that okay i need to get my mind renewed i need to look into it myself uh so i got got it through a friend very dear friend of mine but irrespective of that what i did is i tried to understand all the terms associated with it there is like a specific email which i have where i've asked him a bunch of questions like what is the claim settlement ratio what right. is the rating of this policy so i did like a bunch of research before getting into it but i would say to beyond a certain extent uh even an insurance agent whoever is selling you the insurance is tied or bound to that company so even let's say it's a sunday and i need to go to the hospital and i need this treatment to be done he'll be like okay but sorry i need to check with the company and the company working hours are probably not there so 
so i think that Correct. also is a major roadblock or issue for me to get my treatment done in time uh, through the insurance yep no definitely i think uh, you know when when we go to our hospital partners we tell them uh, because if if the patient goes to a hospital say after sorry before 10 am in the morning or say after 7 pm in the evening or maybe on a non working day uh, their corporates or their insurances usually do not respond mm. and what a hospital typically does is they would collect some amount of a deposit that we'll see if, if it goes through or not and uh, for the time being for the admissions uh, part you know gave us this much of a deposit so if you have to pay deposit if you have to pay cash then there's no use of having a health insurance so so we are solving for that also by providing them a 24 into 7 assistance in terms of your your patient can come in at any time uh, we would help them uh, file a right claim understood and in terms of as a consumer or as a i would say a user i go to a hospital uh, since you're saying you have a 24 by 7 support so is it through the hospital or is there like a helpline like on your website also is there like a helpline which i can reach out to with a partner hospital like how does that work right so so we have both the uh, models right one is uh, we work with hospitals it's a big enough hospital we put up people also there to assist the patient face to face uh counsel them explain them about their policies help them uh, you know go through the entire journey so that uh, you know uh, relatives of the patients or anybody does not have to go through the entire hassle and if it's a smaller unit we train the hospitals team to use our products our uh, you know we have some tech tools which are being used uh, so that uh, the patient experience remains the same uh, across all the hospitals and so the two startups which you mentioned i'd like to uh, mention their names Uh, I while while reading up about you, I found out so you were part of Urban Clap and Pristine Care, and I think right. both of them are doing exceptionally well right now. Uh, and you had different roles. I think at Urban Clap you were uh, into mainly a business development role. And what about Pristine Care in that startup? What role were you? So uh, so of course uh, you know uh, that's I my my journey started with Urban Clap, which is now Urban Company, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we are the youngest category manager there. i i launched uh, two categories there mm-hmm. and uh, then pristine uh, so you know the uh, the co-founder at pristine i met him at urban club so we were working together he was my oversight there and uh, that's where we met and when he uh, started uh, pristine uh, i was one of the early employees there mm-hmm. uh, to lead the business development only uh, so uh, we we would uh, you know visit hospitals uh, meet patients uh talk to doctors so that's where my healthcare learning comes from and uh, of course uh, today uh, both the companies are uh, unicorns so uh, so that that experience definitely helps when you join early stage startups when you uh, when you are a part of their early teams and when you see them building things from scratch so those are the best experience i would i would say that you know one one can have or one can grab instead of uh, Uh, joining a regular, uh, you know, um, uh, large scale organization. So this brings me to a very interesting question, which I've been uh, waiting to ask an entrepreneur who's had both these sides. Uh, now let's consider that you go to college, you go to IIM, and then you start Claim Buddy. Uh, so the basic broad question is that as an entrepreneur or as a founder, right out of college, should I start a business immediately? Should I start up immediately, or should I start a hyper growing? scale a uh, fast scaling startup get some years of experience close to the founding team to accelerate my learning 
I mean, there are two types of learning, right? Where you learn from being in an environment, or where you learn from making your own mistakes uh, and starting your own company. So, I would say, uh, what would you suggest any new entrepreneur out there? Like, which route is going to be uh, more beneficial, or what are the pros right. and cons of each? Right. See, uh, interesting question, right? And uh, and it really depends, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if your question would have been that uh, after my MBA, should I? uh you know get into a regular job work there for 2 3 years and then get get on to my startup mm. uh, it it would have been a straightforward answer to get on to your startup uh, before those 2 3 years of uh, work experience in a regular uh, say a larger company uh, because uh, people do think that you know I'll work get some experience and come back to uh, this side of the world but it becomes really difficult uh, to move out of that zone once you are in that zone but since your question is joining an early stage startup versus uh, you know uh, heading on to your own startup i think it really depends on uh, and and it's uh, and i i don't see any uh, fault in either of these two uh, because uh, talking about my personal experience i had some startup of working in early stage startups plus on top of it during my undergrad i was running two pocket money startups you know we would take students on trips from delhi university or amity university and make some money out of that so it used to call it chalo trip pe yeah uh, it takes students on goa to manali so <laughs> some interesting stuff to uh, yeah. make some pocket money there then we would also sell tiffins to night shift call centers to banks etc another mm-hmm. uh, small scale pocket money startup during my undergraduation uh, so yeah. so those experiences were different of course that does not teach you how to run an organization but uh, gives you that business acumen and how to make money ஒன்லி uh and you will reach a stage where you'll have to scale that and if you have not seen anybody you know if you've not seen anybody close enough uh, to do that in in your life you would of course always can take help you can always uh, talk to your fellow friends etc but if if getting a chance you should definitely go for it uh i personally did not uh, uh, because i already had uh, you know uh, the experiences with me before my mba but uh, definitely it definitely helps however if uh, somebody uh, you know is uh, has some great idea with a great founding team and uh, have tried and tested things before uh, should definitely jump directly uh, into it uh, because uh, things can be figured out on the way it's, it's not really uh, that uh, it's not a a, a a fixed condition that you should have had worked in an early stage startup before you start your own and it saves time Yeah. You know, I could do my MBA because my age was there. Mm. Otherwise, maybe I would have never done it. Mm. Uh, and my idea was always okay. Uh, so I was 22 then. It's like okay, even even if I do an MBA and if it doesn't work out or if it doesn't help me much, I would still be 24. Mm. Uh, however, I realized as uh, so in my second year uh, when COVID was there, classes were online. That uh, I don't think these online classes are making sense. So I, so that's when we started uh, uh, working on this venture itself. So you so started pre-pond our plans to started after MBA versus okay. starting it during MBA. So you got the idea for this startup while you were doing your MBA itself? 
Uh, so no, so we had this thought when I was working with Pristine Care, my previous uh, uh, organization, mm-hmm. uh, because it has a similar healthcare connect. Mm-hmm. We used to meet a lot of doctors, a lot of hospitals. We saw this problem firsthand uh, when we were working with Pristine. Mm-hmm. So so the the idea came then. However, the idea was okay. Let's maybe do an MBA because my age is backing me up. And uh, but then I realized okay, it's not really. uh you know uh i don't know what should i say yeah. but again uh it's it's good to do an mba always good to do an mba it <laughs> it helps you uh you know get into that zone of uh, you know the people around you that the, the network that you build the friends you make uh and and you have all sort of uh, people around you so those a uh, couple of years definitely uh, make you a better person uh however in terms of academic learning uh, you know i i i'm always i would be really frank here uh, i don't even remember the name of the courses uh, yeah. i had so so definitely uh and then i think that is not the idea also uh, you know of an mba to maybe teach you more acads it's more about uh, you know the 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 networks around you the the kind of people you meet the thoughts exchange and uh and and these uh, you know i have a strong uh, friendship circle and these things last long and uh, and they help you right uh, so so i think uh, it, it, i it was a good decision to do an mba but again uh, like uh, for an example uh, you know i was the one who opted out of the placements and mm. you know got into my startups when i was in my second year mm. so so that thought mm. of uh, getting into larger organization was something uh, you know was like okay uh, maybe i would never want to do that yeah absolutely i think that what you said is what mbas or colleges are for nowadays like the networks that you build and i think when you uh, get into getting admission into the iits iims or any top tier colleges in itself is a filter to like get a very strong crowd to network and propel things forward and i'm sure things uh, the network effect within a iim or an iit or any top college is very useful over the years no super useful and not only network it's more about uh, you know the friends you make you yeah, know it's, it's it's not really always uh, that it's going to help you in some way or the other in your uh, professional life but i think otherwise also uh, you know uh, i have i have i made friends who would always stand there uh, be it a personal uh, thing or a professional thing so so it definitely helps and if like somebody like me in my undergrad uh, we i did not have that hostel life also mm. so so it was a, a a regular delhi university college so my idea was okay and, and then i think anybody who's listening to this podcast uh, yeah. yeah. uh, get some hostel life experience it's <laughs> definitely going to help you and uh, take you along no absolutely i think i i fully agree with you because i have also never had hostel life experiences Uh, during my right. engineering since i was studying in pune and uh, right. a friend of mine he told me ki he said ki 4 saal mein engineering mein kuch padha nahi pada but dost badhiya ban gaye so I exactly <laughs> so th- th- that definitely helps yeah that that definitely helps and for me also like you said hostel life experiences like just living on your own uh, a hmm. bunch of things i mean hostel life is a is a different transformative experience for a lot of people sure. uh, i think that's something that everyone should experience and also moving to another city so i think you experienced both correct yep and this idea since you've been very uh, i would say involved with healthcare and hospitals and you did like ground research on the problem statement identifying 
what was the stage at which you decided that okay this is an idea what i'm trying to understand is that as a founder or as a uh, entrepreneur you come across a lot of ideas like okay this is a business ye ye dhande mein paisa ban sakta hai isme this is a problem worth right. solving that is a problem worth solving so how did you really identify that this was that definite problem that you wanted to solve what was that process see so uh, basically uh, there are two things right uh, so when 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 i was working in the healthcare venture uh, you know in my previous organization and it was always about uh, you know meeting patients meeting doctors meeting hospitals and realizing the core problem mm-hmm. and uh, in india there are uh, two things which really needs to be scaled up is the education and the health right and uh, for me it was always like okay uh, if you have already have some sort of an health experience and uh, if you can solve something in this it can definitely scale right given the current condition of healthcare in india uh, it has a lot of scope in terms of uh, scaling and improving uh, things and it's a large problem it's a problem at large so i'll give you a small example in india roughly uh, say 20% uh, around 20% people have health insurance which is exactly opposite to what is is in us mm. in us 20% people pay out of pocket to get these treatments right so uh, so imagine uh, then entire shift is waiting uh, to happen in india where uh, this number will improve and uh, then in health insurance penetration will uh, go deeper in the entire uh, ecosystem so so i saw that okay uh, of course one is it's a healthcare problem good to solve uh, good to scale and in india it's needed also mm. second is uh, it is going to be here for long right the the entire uh, uh, the the improvement in the penetration of uh, you know health insurance or uh, the improvement in the entire healthcare services space so 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 those were a couple of things which made me realize okay it is a definitely a, a big problem to solve and a good problem to solve and it's not going to and of course see uh, there are two things right but but i feel is it you should never be super emotional to your idea right Yeah. always be ready to uh, drop those ideas if if you realize that it's not working out i've seen people uh, in my circle itself from last 6 7 years of my experiences that people stick to an idea and uh, keep trying to solve that only irrespective of uh, it working out or not working out and getting scaled or not scaled etc so uh, for me i think uh, i uh, i would i did not want to get too emotional with the idea uh, if it works it uh, you know if it can work it should work that that's the idea and uh, to solve for it and you should always be ready to pivot mm-hmm. like i'll tell you a small example we were always sure that we want to be in healthcare when when working at pristine but uh, in last almost 2 years now we have already pivoted thrice our business model right so so be open to ideas to change your business models uh, and as and when you realize okay this is what's going to work and this is not going to work you should keep trying and it's it's uh, a simple logic we follow is build fail fail build build fail etc yeah. uh, because uh, that's all, and if you just uh, keep trying one thing and just trying to uh, build mm-hmm. that only and it keeps failing that's not how uh, you know you can scale fast of course one day you will definitely solve it but uh, i think it's more important to have a sense of uh, the timelines or the pace you are working at because for me personally startups building startups it's all about pace how fast you can scale how large you can become and uh, you know how large the audience you can impact 
Mm. So, so that uh, impact is most important for us, and uh, that's what we are trying to, uh, you know, uh, touch with. No, I think that 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 answer really sums up a lot of things which founders should be uh, aware of. Like, a like, don't get too attached or emotional about an idea. Uh, be open to a pivot. Uh, C, identify like what is the pace at which you can scale this, and D, like what is the is the market ever growing? Like the the fact which you shared, where India has only twenty percent of our population. on uh, with medical insurance which is actually a very alarming fact uh, sure. it's very surprising and very sad also that as our urban population is also increasing i think that your addressable market will keep on increasing because people will get right. 20% to 30% to 40% eventually that should be the direction and in fact within that 20% a large chunk is uh, you know the recent government initiative of ayushman bharat yojana Hmm. where uh, you know people below poverty line gets a, a 5 lakh rupee of health insurance but the problem there is most of these people don't know that they have this policy right yeah. uh, forget about them using it or not using it uh, they do not know that they they fall under that category and even if they know that they fall under the category they do not know which hospital they should go to to use that scheme right and uh, uh, i don't know if even if they figure out that this is the place where i want to go to will that doctor or the hospital be ready to assist him with that 5 lakh rupees of a coverage so a lot of issues to be solved uh, within healthcare and within health insurance uh, uh, to be uh, specific yeah i think it's a it's a huge market a huge opportunity with a lot of challenges which are to be solved for Correct. and and i think that you're you're at just like the start of a of a very beautiful journey ahead hopefully yes <laughs> yeah just the tip of the iceberg i think for you all now yes. solving with this correct i think we are just scratching uh, yeah, the tip as of now but uh, <laughs> a lot to be solved and and another fact which i'd like to share with people who are watching this is that uh, on your website i saw that you all have processed claims worth 100 crore plus so right. i think that uh, that is a very very um, strong sign that you all have really achieved certain scale in a certain amount of time so right. currently like with with this scale that you've seen you also recently raised capital what i wanted to understand from you in terms of raising capital is that you raised capital from uh, some i would say well known venture capitalists in the country so what i wanted to understand is that what is it that as an entrepreneur or as a founder one should look for from an investor because i'm sure that while reaching out to these people you must have reached out to many more and uh, Right. the ratio of people saying yes is much smaller so not a lot of founders understand yes. that that uh, so there will be two questions which i'd like to ask you uh, you can choose to answer them but uh, first is that a how many what was the number of vcs that you reached out to and how many of them actually got back positively like a percentage probably okay. see so basically i would have talked to some uh, more than 50 to 60 funds wow. uh, for this round right and uh, <laughs> we had a, a positive response rate of uh, roughly 20% right so uh, we had a good response from uh, almost 10 funds right and uh, and and i think the timings are important mm. and uh, the conviction part is super important right the investor who has the first conviction or uh, personally feels that yes this is a a super important problem to be solved uh, you know should be the one that you start to work with and uh, that's how we also decided so for me i think for the investor part it's super important for your investors to be aligned with your vision mm-hmm. 
what you are uh, targeting what are the numbers that you are currently have is the problem big enough uh, can you scale this large enough and uh, whatever you are thinking in terms of where you want to take this business to they should be aligned to that uh, and that is the most important aspect of maybe uh, taking uh, uh, you know on onboarding a couple of investors taking their money to uh, scale yeah i think that um, in this age of social media linkedin instagram everything uh, people just see that oh okay claim buddy or any company has uh, found new investors they don't see the 50 60 companies or the fund houses that you reached out to the failures that you had to go through uh, that is something that no one ever speaks about right no it's important also and i think that that's how it works as well because uh, you know some investors saying a no uh, does not really mean that uh, you know the problem is not real mm-hmm. or the path that you are on to is not right uh, so many investors have uh, you know multiple concerns one might think that it's not what they usually invest into maybe it's not their forte uh, you know some investor for them it might not be the right time to invest right uh, for some of them we were too early maybe so so different investors have different reasons and, uh, and nobody should take it to their heart saying oh uh, this guy has said no then i think i am doing something wrong so till the time you you are convinced with your idea and till the time you are convinced that the numbers you are hitting or uh, the scale that you are on to or the growth the month on month growth that you are uh, you know touching is uh, good enough to raise uh, uh, you know and this time is right uh, you should keep talking to investors and uh, pitching your solutions of course keep improving and uh, with each of the investors you learn something or the other new mm. uh, they would give def- they would definitely give you some thought of an advice that hey in this pitch maybe this could have been better or this could have been better or if you can maybe talk more about this part of the business etc so these learnings help you to you know reach that uh, right investor with uh, you know all decked up and ready but again Uh, one should not always consider every advice that people uh, share because yeah. uh, that uh, you know may, maybe they de- waste the entire path that you are on to so so take the best of the advices that you get from anybody not only investors your friends families your employees uh, and be open to you know listen to uh, what they have to say yeah i think that that's a very important point you highlighted on and i think as a founder i can only imagine going to 60 people who have the potential to invest in your business and out of that probably 40 of them saying that okay i don't want to invest or ridiculing your idea bunch of things but right. the whole point is that having that conviction to still stick to it and taking the best parts of advice and then just putting it to i mean i think that uh, it just having that clarity that okay why am i doing what am i doing and what am i really solving right. for uh, that that really helps get through these times definitely and before i before we end this i just like to ask you one thing that you you've been a founder uh, since probably how old were you when you started your first pocket money venture like you like to call it uh, i was 17 at that time uh, <laughs> and uh, so basically the idea was okay uh, so so i i come from ludhiana uh, i was born in uh, jodhpur rajasthan i was i was brought up in ludhiana did my schooling from ludhiana punjab Mm. and uh, post, after my uh, 12th i moved to delhi university for my graduation mm-hmm. and uh, that's when you know it, it hits you first okay now you are out of that comfort zone yeah and uh, of course uh, you and we had this thing i had a you know a great friend of mine my school friend with me uh, in that journey 
he was with me in my school uh, he was with me in my college he was with me in my first job mm. he was with me in my second job wow <laughs> he right so tell pristine he is always along uh, and it's important to have um, you know a few uh, super close friends of yours who can be there with you all the time yeah uh, so so and with him only we uh, did all these uh, adventures all these pocket money ventures uh, to figure out things yeah. and uh, and and it helped right uh, so, so when we were doing that tiffin startup uh, so we uh, of course we could not bring in uh, chefs or the cooks mm. or to pay them etc Mm. so so uh, you know in in that area only in the colony only we talked to uh, you know uh, a few aunties you know who would just sit at home and uh, we tell them, we told them that if you can cook food for us all of you getting together yeah. uh, we will share some part of the revenue with you of course we can't pay you salaries and all yeah. but and and they also had free time right so yeah. it's like uh, utilizing that uh, uh, the free time of theirs uh so so we made them cook some food we talked to banks night shift call centers that we will give you such sort of tiffins etc and uh, and we cracked some good deals yeah. <laughs> and we made some money out of that yeah. and and it was good uh, but then uh, we realized that it's not something scalable mm-hmm. uh, that you know uh, and at that age also it was important to finish the graduation at least yeah. to get that pass certificate mm-hmm. so then we got back to our uh, college and uh, when we were like you know we got back to our college in second year second year third year we had this uh, uh, a travel uh, startup uh, yeah. where we would take students on trips because that was more like it's a it's a one week of a trip say in three months where you just plan everything for that one week you register students take them for those 7 to 10 days of a trip mm-hmm. together so i remember you know taking 400 students uh all decked up uh, you know and say uh, about 10 buses 400 students around the un amity yeah in 10 buses <laughs> taking them to manali from delhi uh so so it was good uh, so of course we had volunteers who would take care of things yeah. we had some agencies who would take care of the travel and the food mm. and uh, for us uh, the money we would made at least help us to uh, have that trip for free of course Mm-hmm. and uh, run your uh, pocket money thing as well <laughs> yep of That's course right. so 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 those experiences uh, do help so so i was 17 when i started do you come from a business background by any chance like family comes from a business background uh yes so my dad uh, runs uh, you know a, a restaurant in ludhiana punjab so we oh. have a sweet shop there mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so my elder brother also takes care of that mm-hmm. so so for me it was like dad would say okay <laughs> uh you have your time uh, and if nothing works out come back and maybe uh run this shop yeah so so i, I always had that leeway uh, you know from my parents or from my elder brother uh then that also helps you Absolutely. that uh, okay you can take these uh, take those plunge and uh, try things out and if nothing works out maybe uh, and that is something of course i would and i never wanted to get back to um you know to that business uh, uh but again uh, it it definitely helps uh, if you have that support from your family yeah i think having that support and having that environment where uh, entrepreneurship is looked at positively rather than like no ye chhod do tum job hi le lo this is like a career path this is what you right. need to do to be successful in society sure. i think uh, that's a very different uh, discussion so i think this one Correct. last question which i'd like to ask you uh, since you've been a founder since such an early age and you've done so many startups uh 
what is that one life skill or something that is that entrepreneurship has taught you over these years uh i think um, uh, one should learn how to uh, solve problems right uh, uh, how to get those hacks you know you call it jugad to solve for things and if you can learn that one thing you know beat any problem you would have some sort of a solution to that and uh, stick to first principles right the first principles of businesses always helps rather than maybe trying too many things or too many new things mm. uh, so when you are already at a stage when you are running a startup i would suggest you to stick to first principle and keep building and keep scaling if you have solved for something and if you have not yet solved for something keep trying ways out or uh, you know bringing out new uh, hacks to have better solutions to those problems and uh, once you have that solution just you know hustle it out and maybe uh, kill the show <laughs> thank you so much kate this was such a pleasure uh, thank you so much for yeah. doing this thanks a lot devik thanks for the time and uh, thanks for hosting me yeah. thank you so much guys for listening to another episode of inspired with devik really looking forward to any feedback from your end and uh, please do write to us with your feedback at inspired with devik Uh, at the rate gmail dot com. That's the podcast name at the rate gmail dot com. You can just share any sort of feedback in terms of what more content you would like. Would you like to record the episode? What you didn't like? I'm really looking forward to uh, any feedback or I would say areas where we could improve and the kind of guests that we could get on the show and the kind of stuff that you would like to see more often from us. Please do write into us. We're uh, just an email. Thank you.